Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. You are listening to the Intentionally Inspirational Podcast. This podcast was created for entrepreneurs who are seeking motivation, digital marketing tips, personal development resources, and a nice dose of comic relief. Now for your host, Jason Wright. What is going on, everybody? Jason Wright here. Another unbelievable episode of the Intentionally Inspirational Podcast. This would mark episode 149, almost 150. How about that? Time goes by fast when you're having fun. Isn't that the truth? Well, I've got another great guest with me this week. Um, We will listen to that conversation here in a moment. Before we dive in, I would like to say the conversation I had with this guest got me thinking about this, but it's really important for all of us to focus on other people ahead of ourselves. Now, that could be in the personal life, definitely in the business world. You're going to work with clients or customers. Be genuine about your desire to help them and impact them. I think you will find that you get better results, not only in the short term, but definitely in the long term. You know, it's easy to lose sight of that. It's easy to get distracted and kind of drift off that path if it's important to you. But uh, do some reflection. See where you're at and make adjustments if you need to. But, you know, if you put your team ahead of you and you put your clients ahead of you and you really have the right outcome in mind, think that you'll find that you know, people will go out of their way to refer you and help you out and take care of you in return. So it's a beautiful thing if you do it well. So like I mentioned earlier, I've got a great guest this week. I've got Ivan Hunt. He's a life coach and um, radio host of his own show as well. So we will check that out now and learn more about him and uh, enjoy the conversation that we had. What's going on, everybody? I've got another great guest with me this week. I've got Ivan Hunt on the show today. Let me tell you what I know about Ivan. Ivan is a life coach, an entrepreneur himself, and the radio host of the Keep It Moving talk radio show. Ivan, welcome to the show, man. How you doing, Jason? I'm doing great, my friend. Thanks for joining me today. My pleasure. My pleasure. So I read a little bit about your story on your website and great story. Uh, love to hear for everybody listening as well, kind of about your journey and how you got into life coaching, kind of from the beginning to where you are now. I, I grew up in, in the foothills of the mountains of North Carolina uh, through an interracial marriage. My dad's black, my mom's white. So I struggled a lot in the early part of my life uh, with my identity, who I was, who I thought I was supposed to be and how I was supposed to act. Uh, joined the military, got out, moved to Miami, Florida, and still struggled with identity issues. Uh, but but this time I finished school, got a degree in accounting. I jumped into corporate and healthcare finance. And as time went on, um, battled a lot of substance abuse issues, uh, various past mood disorders, and I was still successful in corporate. Finally, in my second marriage, my wife got a, had enough. She said, you need to go get help. So I went to go see a psychiatrist. and. I got diagnosed with these mood disorders, and all of a sudden, my brain stopped. And when my mind slowed down, I started to re- really reassessing where I was in my life and where I was in my corporate career. And I realized it just no longer aligned with who I was. And the one thing that I'd always really was passionate about was helping people. And I always seemed to be that person that people would come to for advice. So, you know, discussing it with my my, my counselor, so forth, and she and I 
stumbled upon life coaching. And so I researched it. I knew instantly that that's what I was supposed to be doing. I resigned from my position, went and got certified, and here I am. Awesome, man. I love that. And I appreciate you sharing that story. That's, uh, you know, that's some personal stuff there. But uh, I am also mixed, black father, white mother. Oh, okay. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> so very cool, man. Well, isn't that a isn't that a, an interesting feeling when you're in corporate America and you have that moment where you're like, you know what, this isn't this isn't for me anymore. Like this doesn't make sense. Isn't that kind of like liberating and exciting at the same time? It, it, yes. And what I found was I was no longer controllable. Um, I became a, an independent thinker, and I was a, considered a loose cannon. And you know, slowly but surely, uh, my name kind of started to take a hit, if you will, my credibility. Um, I wasn't the team player as I once was, or at least that was the perception and that was what was projected out to others. So that part was really challenging because I didn't feel like that was true. But at the same time, I was liberated because now I no longer fault inside that box anymore. Yep. It's great when there, there is no box. You know, if you don't want to do something, you can just say, how about no? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. Um, very nice. So let's talk about the need for lasting change that a lot of people ignore and specifically on how this could impact, you know, your life and your business. What are your thoughts on that? The need for lasting change, I think it requires obviously humility and, and, and a desire. And I was actually having a conversation with somebody and they, the term that they use, you know, was readiness. You have to be ready to make that change. And when you do make that change and you are an entrepreneur or a business owner, then that change has to be internal and it has to be value driven. I believe uh, more value driven, value based and your values will spill out into whatever business you're, you're owning and running and operating. And as such that those, you know, those important aspects of your life become important in your business and that gets projected out to your consumers. Absolutely. Do you find that pride is something that a lot of people get hung up on? Absolutely. I, I, and I think that's natural. And I think we all, um, in some capacity, have pride. And, and pride is not necessarily a bad thing. But, you know, it does get in our way sometimes. And, and I think particularly for men, you, you know, with the way that we're taught to, you know, the, the social programming that we go under, when we're, you know, from very young age, even to our adult life, that we're supposed to be this big, tough guy, that we're not supposed to ask for help. We're not supposed to admit that we don't know something. And so therefore we try to take it all upon ourselves, which if you look at statistics, you, you know, heart attacks happen in men earlier, strokes happen in men earlier than women. And so there's a lot of uh, negative things that can happen because of pride. Mm -hmm. But yeah, pride definitely gets in the way of people. Yeah, I agree with you. Pride can definitely be good and bad. And one saying that I'll say to myself sometimes is, hey, pride doesn't pay the bills. So sometimes right. even though you may not want to do, you know, a certain type of work, like, you know, with, with my business, you know, funnels and email marketing and, uh, you know, Facebook ads, kind of the digital marketing automation stuff's my wheelhouse. But if I have to, I can make good money copywriting. So copywriting has always got a big demand, but it's not. I don't want to build a copywriting business. So sometimes when, you know, income dips, 
Pride's not paying the bills, so let's let's go back to another skill where I know I can make money and make it happen. So that's just kind of something that popped into my head. But you know, some people will let a business go under or let a relationship to you know just fall apart because of pride. I just don't get that. So it's funny that you say that, Jason, because I actually, you know, one of the things that popped in my head, and I learned this from my ex-wife, she said, "Pride to leave you by yourself." Yep, and 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 that's very very true, and and I agree with you totally that you know it. People do allow their pride to destroy everything around them and until all they have is pride. And then they realize, okay, I've got to get rid of this one thing that's really destroying me. And, and that's yourself. Absolutely. And, and that's where that transformation comes in. And that's what I do as a coach is really work with people to help them transform, you know, so they can be more receptive to other ideas and other ways of thinking. Well, Michael Jackson made man in the mirror. He knew what he was talking yeah. about, didn't he? Yes, yes, he absolutely did. Absolutely did. So I want to rewind a little bit. When you got into the life coaching, how was that transition? Were you able to find clients right away or was it tough getting started? Uh, it, yes, it was very tough. And I didn't, it was something completely different than what I had done before. You know, because like I said, my, my background was in healthcare finance and all of a sudden I'm jumping into, you know, I guess you say a social services type arena mm -hmm. and and so i was really clueless about the business side of it i didn't know i did i never really had marketing um experience again i was a numbers cruncher and, and i was very good at analytics but i wasn't very good at marketing so i had to learn how to find out who my ideal clients were i had to figure out ways to reach them and ultimately you know it became successful in, in my eyes, in my opinion. So yeah, it, it took some time, but it, it was definitely difficult. You know, something that you just mentioned that just kind of jumped out at me it, right at the end is figuring out who your ideal client is, man, that's easier said than done, isn't it? Yes. Yes. And, and, and this took a lot of doing and redoing editing and, you know, more editing and changing it up and switching it up to the point where I really said, okay, I know exactly who it is I want. I know how I can help them, and this is how I go about doing it. So, yep. yeah, it took a while. That's a powerful position to be in, but, you know, the, the best place to figure that out is, like you said, just give it a shot and see what happens, and you'll figure out what you like and what you don't like and that type of thing. My wife is my uh, business. We've got two businesses. She's my business partner in both businesses. Pretty quiet behind the scenes in this business, but she she's always going to have a perspective about things that I don't have. And we were just talking, I don't know, 10 minutes before we went on the air here, about um, kind of a revised vision of the ideal client for this business. And it's funny because I've been doing this full-time for about two months now. So I've quit corporate America twice. First time I chased money and failed horribly, almost lost everything. And this time stepped out when I already had income flowing and I've got my passion and my skill set intersecting. So it's a little different scenario, but um, just in two months, it's like, man, I can see things clearly that I didn't see two months ago as far as who's, you know, the best fit for us. So, and I, and I assume that always changes and always evolves to some degree, you know? Yeah. But I, th I think we evolve and change. You know, my wife is a, she's an entrepreneur as well. And she and I discuss a lot of, you know, who is our target, you know, who is her target? We're completely separate industries, mm -hmm. um, but you know, who's, who's her target? What's her market? Um, you know, what do you stand for? The, really the core things that that define you as an individual will define your your company. 
Yep. And I think once you're very clear on who you are, then it becomes much more clear about who you want to serve and, mm-hmm. and, and, and how well you can serve them. Mm-hmm. I agree. So if you can think back to one instance, what's the toughest spot you found yourself in in entrepreneurship so far? Did you ever have that moment? You're like, oh, man, this isn't good. Like, how's this going to work out? Yes. And, and it's very borderline humiliating, humiliating to even say. But when, when I resigned from corporate, yes, I had a nest egg saved up. Um, but there was not that steady revenue coming in. And having to depend on my wife was, it, w- it was, it, it was gut-wrenching for me. It was something that really, really challenged me at my core. You know, did I make the right decision? Have I put too much on her? You know, what if this doesn't work? Then what? You know, am I going to be able to find another job? Is she going to view me as a failure? Um, the, those were, I think that was the hardest transition was to allow myself to be helped by her. Man, that's, that was hard. That's deep, but that's real. I mean, that's good stuff, man. Yeah. Um, what's your biggest asset been for you in your life? So like personality trait or, you know, is it determination? Is it resilience? What do you think your biggest asset is? It's kind of got you to this conversation with me today, just in life in general. Mm, good question. Thank you. Um, <laughs> good question. Yeah, I don't say that often, but good question. Um, I think two things. and I think perseverance and ignorance. <laughs> um, I think I'm too ignorant to know that things, that the probability of me failing is much greater than me not failing. Um, I, I, I just do things without really, I don't want to say thinking, but I, I just do. And so I, I, so I use the term ignorance because a lot of times, right, ignorance is you don't know something, but I'll do it anyway. And just I just have that much belief in myself that it's going to work, you know, but if I don't do it, then I'll never know. And, and perseverance, you know, I've, I've gone through a lot of difficult times in my life, um, you, you know, and, and I could have quit. I could have easily have given up and I didn't. And again, I was too ignorant to know that I shouldn't quit, you know, that I, I anybody, well, I didn't say anybody else, but I, I just, I, my perseverance, I just didn't quit. And, mm-hmm. and I, and I believed, and I believed at a time where there was no one around me, you know, it was just myself. Mm-hmm. And, and it was a very lonely place to be. And I just believed in something much bigger than me. And 10 years later, here it is. So yep. it's, it's really quite amazing. You, you said something super powerful, a couple of things super powerful, but when you said, I just do, I mean, that's, that's a phrase that, that I tell people all the time, just, just do something. Like if you're not failing, you're not doing anything. People right. that brag about, I never fail, dude, I wouldn't tell anybody that that's embarrassing. This means you're not doing right. anything. Right. So, you know, kind of like you, if I get an idea, um, by the time I'm talking about it out loud, I'm probably starting and I expect to fail and it's fine because I always yeah. think back to a toddler who's trying to walk. They fall mm-hmm. down hundreds of times and they don't care because they don't know any different. They just keep right. up and going and eventually they walk. So right. as adults, the only things that's, that's different is we are aware of and care what other people think about us. So it's really, really powerful stuff. Just doing will take you a long way in life. Cause like yes. you say, when you're, 
the old man in the rocking chair on the front porch someday, you'll be like, you know what? I tried everything I thought about trying. Like there's no what ifs in my mind. And that's, that's what it's all about. And, and that's something that I've tried to really embrace even more now that I have, you know, jumped out on my own and, you know, having that ability to create the life that I want. And had I not just said, okay, I'm going for it. And obviously having the support from my wife, um, but, but, but by even her saying, okay, go for it, just do, and let's just see what happens. You, you know, it has been used the term liberating, you know, uh, you know, that's, that's what it's been for me, liberating to just do and go. Absolutely. I don't know if you ever heard this. Uh, Steve Harvey said a while back, he was on uh, the Family Feud show talking about it, but he was saying, if you ever want to see, you know, what you can do, you just got to jump and develop your right. wings on the way down. It's so right. true. I mean, I think back to October of 2015 when I told my wife, hey, I'm quitting this $80,000 a year job and we're doing this even though I have no income coming in, whether you like it or not. That wasn't mm-hmm. a good move. That was a pretty stupid move. But you know, here in March of this year, she was like, okay, it's time for you to quit. It's go time. And I'm like, what, who are you? You, you know, yeah. cause she's not like that. She doesn't have that. Let's risk it and roll with it mentality. Like I do, but she was like, now's the time you're ready. And it's been a good move for us, but, um, totally different, man. God, I'm just kind of babbling here, but you know, long live the yeah, side I- hustle, you know, the side hustle. I used to say it was for the week and I almost failed cause I didn't have one, but now I think it's the greatest idea in the world. So and, and I can totally relate with what you're saying, Jason, you know, not to try to one up or anything, but, you know, I was at six figures. And so for you know, and it was, I mean, it, it, it crushed me. Initially, there was, you know, that adrenaline, right, that I resigned and I was, you know, I did it. Oh, yeah. But then, then reality kind of hit, you know, so sort of like what you're saying with Steve Harvey, you know, he said jump. But then let's believe that you're going to hit the ground. You're going to get scrapes and bruises and scratches and cuts, but it's not going to kill you. And and I think once I realized, okay, I'm still here. I'm, I'm still functioning. Our lifestyle hasn't changed. If anything, it's increased. Um, and, and that's the crazy thing about it, too. But, you know, our lifestyle has probably expanded um, since I resigned, even with the, the me not making what I was, you know, and, and I'll just be honest about it. but. It's, it's still that you you did it, you go for it, and you have that support of your wife, and that makes all the difference in the world, all the difference in the world. Absolutely. You know, I've always kind of said entrepreneurship is the, the expert arena. You know, corporate's tough, but uh, it takes an even more successful person to be uh, thriving as an entrepreneur because if something goes wrong, you don't have anybody to blame it on. It's all on you. You right. know, so it's a different ball game, but you know, I think you and I were born for it. And my favorite thing is control over my time. For example, I live a little bit South of Indianapolis and, um, anytime I worked in this area, I had to drive between 30 minutes and an hour and 15 minutes each way. Did this for years. You're talking eight or nine years. So, you know, for three years of my son's life, I traveled, can't get that back. He's 12 now, my daughter's seven. So now I put him on the bus every day. I see him when he gets home. I had breakfast on my back porch again today. The grass needs to be cut. Hey, I can knock it out. You know, I may work early in the morning, you know, in the middle of the day and in the evening as well because I'm a night owl, but I have balance, you know. I have balance and I can actually enjoy my house and my family 
Uh I don't work any less hard, but control over my time was always my biggest motivation. I'm telling you, our stories are very similar. Um, I have a six-year-old daughter, and the first four years of her life, I missed. I, I was working nonstop, you know, six days a week, seven days a week, 10, 12, 13 hours a day. Uh, again, travel time, an hour to and from. And I think I went to two doctor's appointments in her first, first four years, whereas I have two older boys and, and an older stepson. But my two boys, you know, I was always there with them. I raised them. I was there. I was active um, and, and even went through a custody battle and won majority custody of both of them. But my daughter, I wasn't there. And that killed me. Mm-hmm. And and over the last, you know, 15, 16 months, you know, I wake her up in the morning, I get her dressed. You know, fortunately, my parents are still here. You know, my dad, help, you know, helps me with her. And um, but I'm here when she gets home from school. I'm, 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 I'm there when she needs to go to the doctor. So, yeah, I understand. You know, you get your life back a little bit and you're able to regain control over the things that's important to you. You know, if yours is time. You know, mine was family. You know, I love serving others. Um, I do a lot of mentoring and volunteering work for veterans. Uh, I'm a disabled veteran myself. Um, I volunteer for, for at-risk youth. Um, and, and you, you know, and I'm able to meet those core values because of that decision. Mm-hmm. What branch of the military are you in? Army. I was stationed up of, over there at Fort Campbell, Kentucky. Very nice. Well, I, I appreciate your service, sincerely. Uh, I appreciate it. Yep. My pleasure. Yep, no problem. Well, I'd love to get three tips from you for overcoming, you know, emotional and relationship struggles that come directly from running a business. I know this better than anybody. It's real easy to get obsessed with your business if you love it. You know, I've dumped 18 hours a day into the business for weeks and weeks and weeks on end. You know, that's the 18 hours was corporate plus what I was doing with the businesses. And, you know, that can take a toll because I'm home, but I'm not really home. So what are your thoughts about overcoming that stuff? Three tips. I think the biggest, the number one tip is date night. Um, my wife and I, every Wednesday is date night. So there, both of our schedules shut down after probably about two o'clock on Wednesday. Um, and, and that keeps you together. You know, you're still dating. There's no kids. There's no nothing. And it gives you enough time to discuss anything that needs to be discussed air out any grievances, but still enjoy each other and, and keep that intimacy within the relationship. I think the, the second biggest thing is patience. I think you have to have patience with yourself. I think you have to have patience with your business. Um, and, and because without that patience, you're going to become, your anxiety level is going to go up and that's going to create tension within the home. And, you know, if you're working from home, that's, that's it's almost a double negative. In, in that sense. And I think the other aspect of if you're working from home is to get outside um, and, and have a life outside of your business and outside of the home. So that way, when you, because you can very, get very consumed just within your home, you know, you almost become a prisoner of, of, of where you are. And so I think getting outside and having a hobby or having a, another interest is, is really refreshing and, and re-energizing to you as an entrepreneur in your business and the relationship too. Mm-hmm. One, one thing you mentioned about patience, man, is it just me or does everything take longer than you think it's going to? What? <laughs> <laughs> what? 
I thought everything was going to happen last year, you know, but, you know, but, 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 but that's what it is. You know, you, you're forced in a fire, right? Yep. And everything prepares you for the next level. And, and, and that's what it, it's evolution. You, you know, you, you, you grow where you are, you maximize the resources that you have. And if you are a good steward of the resources that you have currently, then the other things that you need to progress will present themselves accordingly. You just have to be patient and persevere and be consistent. I think that's great advice. Very nice. So, Ivan, I know you've got some things going on now. What's next for you? What else do you have planned for 2018? Wow. I I think things things are really about to just, when I say take off, I'm I'm about to be so overwhelmed it's not even going to be funny. Um, Speaking engagements. You know, I see a lot of, you know, conventions and conferences coming up in the very near future. Um, my my podcast, you know, I've got, I do two currently, and then there's a third one that I'm, uh, myself and a group of other guys are starting June 1st. So I see that expanding. Um, my coaching, obviously, is is expanding. You know, my clients, the, my clientele right now, my schedule is already getting booked, and I'm already getting stressed over my schedule. So th- those are good problems. You know, that's how, so that's the things that's coming in 2018. Just, and I really have to be cognitive of my time. Absolutely. Well, yeah, like you said, good problems to have though. Yes. And if somebody listening is inspired and wants to reach out to you, what's the best way for them to get in touch with you? Uh, Email, email works great for me Um, at coach at ivanhunt.com. And my website is ivanhunt.com. You can find me on all this you know, Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn off of Ivan Hunt. So um, that's pretty much how to contact me. All right. Well, awesome, man. I've really enjoyed hearing your story and talking with you today, and thank you for coming on the show. I, I enjoyed it, Jason. I enjoyed it. Excellent. Take care. You too, bud. All right, Ivan, I appreciate it, man. I know you're listening. Thank you for your time and for your input. If you guys want to check out more about Ivan and learn about him and connect with him, you can do so at our show notes. That is intentionallyinspirational.com forward slash episode 149 and check that out there. And in the world of intentionally inspirational, we got all kinds of cool things going on right now. If you haven't been to the website lately, check it out. Um, Looks very different than it used to. Uh, You may or may not know, uh, several weeks ago, I somehow inadvertently deleted half my website, which is horrifying, but out of it, a, a newer, um, more responsive site has been born. So some cool things happening there. We've got a really interesting kind of free giveaway on the homepage there. We call it the Marketing Automation Blueprint. Tons of value there. Check that out. I think you will love it. Well, as always, I appreciate your time and your attention. I hope your business is growing. If you haven't started one yet, I hope you are more inspired to do so because nothing stands between you and success but you. So keep that in mind. Go for it. You can listen to us again next week. Same place. Till then, take care. Thanks for tuning in to Intentionally Inspirational. You can keep up with all of our new episodes on CastBox, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. We look forward to having you join us again next week for another great episode.